Hello and welcome to NSTA, the bus stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director, and so pleased to welcome today Judith Crawford. She is CEO of Beacon Mobility. First time. So, Judith, welcome. Uh, thank you, Kurt. I'm uh, really pleased to be joining us. So, thank you so much for inviting me. No, it's our pleasure. Um, so, you know, folks may, since this podcast has a wide reach, may not be too familiar with Beacon Mobility. Um, you know, you're one of our larger NSTA members, but I think it'd be great if we start off the podcast by you telling our listeners a little bit about the company. No, absolutely. We'd love to. So Beacon Mobility, we started in Massachusetts and our original company name was uh, Banpool. And we changed the name to Beacon Mobility when I joined in early 2021. Um, we've partnered with over 20 businesses and we currently operate in about 25 states with about 15,000 employees. We mainly operate school buses, about 11,000 of them, but we also operate some parasite vehicles where we, uh, where we can to adults with best mainly to work. Um, but despite our relatively new name, our business has actually been around for a long time. So uh, our oldest company is 97 years old. So they tell me I have wow. three years to plan a to plan a hundred year <laughs> uh, celebration party. So I'm uh, uh, and for those of you who don't know, as um, one of my um, one of my careers, if I wasn't in this, would be an event planner. And like at Beacon, we we pride ourselves as being a values based organisation, and I think that's probably the one thing since I joined that I spent the most time on. We um, were out there talking to all of our employees, canvassing opinions, and we um, we ended up with a core value. So we care. Um, it matters to us. We transport the most precious cargo that there is. We do the right thing, which I kind of think is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, we collaborate. I think we're much better when we work together and share ideas. And that's one of the reasons why I love Beacon as part of NST because and to help move this bus industry forward. And um, our last one is a little bit different, but it's we have fun. And look, you spend more of your waking hours at work uh, than you do with your family and friends. So you should uh, be able to enjoy what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, you, you know, you mentioned uh, your role with Beacon Mobility in 2021, but you have quite an extensive background in student transportation. So, and one of the things I, um, really enjoy about doing the podcast is asking this question and finding out about people's journey into student transportation. So why don't you give us a little background and and ultimately what led you to Beacon Mobility? Absolutely, we'd, uh, we'd love to. Now, listeners can probably tell from my accent that I um, did not originate in the U.S., but I am a very proud U.S. citizen. I am I uh, took that uh, oath in June 2021. So I was in Scotland and I moved uh, just over 10 years ago. And that's when I first got involved in the school bus industry, working for another one of the large competitors. My dad and my brother still live in the UK, so I try and get back and visit them as often as I can. So when I um, left college, I, um, I was an accountant with KPMG. And it was KPMG who first uh, introduced me to school bus where they loanly to one of the school bus uh, companies and I still remember the very first day that I arrived in the U.S. I actually flew over on Halloween and um, everybody on the plane was uh, all the crew were dressed in costumes because uh, <laughs> Halloween's not as big a not as big a thing back in Scotland as it is in the uh, in the 
in the US. And I remember my first day being told that once you start looking at yellow school buses, you will always look at what the name is on the side of the school bus, any school bus that passes you. And I was like, yeah, really? And probably about a week for me to realize it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's been a great journey over the years and I'm, uh, I met some amazing people along the way and I'm very thankful for their guidance and uh, coaching. And many of them are active members in NFPA, like your uh, recent past president, Karina Noble. And so Beacon Mobility, how did I get there? So it was just over three years ago, um, as we launched the name, I was uh, I got the opportunity to be able to to join them. And I had no idea exactly what the path and the journey was going to be with um, Beacon, but it was my sort of opportunity to start a business pretty much from scratch and put people central to everything that we do. And I wanted to make sure that we um, lived out this sort of old adage of culture eats strategy for breakfast. And I was lucky enough to have a couple of other people join me, um, including the person I'm probably most thankful for their guidance and coaching, which is David Duke, who is um, my uh, my mentor. Uh, I was able to coach him back. How many anyone sees him? Ask him <laughs> the story about that. Because he was um, sitting in a parking lot of Bed Bath & Beyond too many times when I called him. And I was like, all right, it's... it's it's, t- it's time you do something more productive. He still tries to claim it was Home Depot he was visiting, but um, his, um, his wife tells me that it was definitely Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> that, is, that is fantastic, Judith. Now, um, you know, it's interesting you mention, you know, when, typically when you're driving down the road, you see a school bus, you immediately gravitate towards the name on the side of the bus. However, I'm a big movie buff. And recently I was watching this, uh, this movie election has Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon in it. And they have this one section where Reese Witherspoon's on the bus and they pan into her and there's a big old laid law sign on the side of the bus. And I'm like, I have to ask some of my, uh, <laughs> for, for, no way, that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it almost seemed like intentional um that they put you know kind of focus all together on the on the laid law sign so i have to ask them about uh that were they aware of it one and two was that in, intentional but uh it's, it's a great uh great point you make about that um now it's it's interesting you know you talked about how you've evolved into your role as ceo um over at beacon mobility you know you know no two days are the same i'm sure but what's your kind of typical average day at CEO look like? Well, I think you probably hit the nail right on the head. I'm not sure there ever really is a normal day. So maybe I'll go with what my favorite days are. So my favorite days are when I get to go out um, to visit our locations and talk to the, the people out there and see how I can be helpful. I love the technicians and the people that work in the maintenance garage because they just tell you exactly what you uh, what you want to hear. Um, to remove Sometimes I can help people complete tasks or sometimes just um, uh, just listen. And like, I know I'm biased, but I believe that we have the most awesome group of people as part of uh, part of Beacon Mobility. And um, what I really want to do is continue to foster that culture at Beacon um, and make sure that we create the right environment where uh, people have the ability to fix the things that don't work. And like the reality is you 
screw up at least one thing every day. And mm-hmm. I think as long as you're learning from your mistakes, you can keep things moving forward. So, Kurt, I know you're a big baseball fan. And, like, I believe if I can bat a 0.5 um, average, I, I should make the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. So that's what, uh, oh. that's what I try and do and encourage, uh, encourage everybody to, to let's work together and solve the stuff that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You'd, you'd make the Hall of Fame with that average for sure. But you also make a lot of money as well. So we have to to remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, well. I, I I can tell you if I was uh, if um, my shoulder doesn't my right shoulder has never been very good at swinging <laughs> or throwing uh, throwing throwing anything. So if I uh, if I could have made a career in sport, I would have uh, I'd have given it a shot. But that's uh, I don't think it was gonna I don't think it was gonna go there. <laughs> okay. All right. Now listen. Um, you know, you talked about being a value based organization. And I kind of saw that firsthand. You held a, a Power Up Leadership Summit for your team members. Can you talk about the few days that you, you all spent together and your focus on the importance of these types of leadership initiatives for your for, for your team members? No, oh, absolutely. And, and thank you for joining us there. It was, um, it was great. We had a, a number of the a sort of vendor partners that we, uh, we work with as part of our awards dinner on the Monday night. And look, um, people are central to everything that we do, and people are central. You invest in your people, so it's sometimes really hard when you're dealing with the day-to-day ins and outs of what's going on in the school bus world to take that time out and spend time on yourself, learning and evolving. So we, um, <clears throat> the second time we've done it, we um, took 200 of our leaders. We were in Saratoga Springs this year. Next year we're heading to Chicago, and spent three days with a sort of packed schedule. Uh, that was a mixture of, sort of general sessions. We had an awesome guest speaker called Alison Levine, and I would highly recommend her book, which is um, called um, On the Edge, which has got some great leadership um, recommendations and thoughts in there. Um, we had breakout sessions where we were able to sort of teach people soft skills and have some uh, some fun. And then the most fun was probably a scavenger hunt we did. So we had uh, 200 people running around Saratoga all in different colored um, t-shirts and I, what people really loved about that was a great they were able to meet people from different parts because when you're geographically spread it's great to meet people who are doing exactly what you're doing somewhere else that you can then treat that relationship and you can call up afterwards and um, they've quite often done something that you've uh, that you've done so We've the theme of power up, as you mentioned, and the idea behind that was we wanted to power up our team and to make them the the best leaders that they can they can be. And it's like just one of the many things that we uh, do to make sure that we're continuing to invest in our people. Yeah, and I, I had a great time. I enjoyed the awards uh, ceremony um, more than you can imagine. You also had a pretty funny comedian um there that kind of weaved his message in, into what you were doing so uh yeah all in all it was a great time and i thank you you know for inviting me um now no, the comedian the comedian was um you need to laugh there was a great uh great anecdote for things that are going on in the workplace yeah absolutely absolutely um you know, we're in that pocket of time now where it's, you know, back to school. I think the only area that may not be back to school at this point, and it's tomorrow, is is New York City. Um, but we're post-Labor Day. Everybody's been returned to school. 
Um, how's your back to school period going? You know, we, we tend to see the stories that uh, hit the media that, that talk about glitches, but, you know, kind of we ignore all the success stories and the, and the really good back to school periods where, you know, children are getting on buses, they're engaging with their bus drivers, they're getting back to in-person learning. So Judith, how's back to school going for Beacon? Well, I mean, first of all, the school bus industry is one of those super unique businesses where you get to start it all over again every single year. So the, the summer really sort of is where not much is going on. That's further from the truth. There's like a ton of work happening to make sure that we're right. um, that we're ready to ready to go. And back to school's been um, been good. Uh, always great when the routes are up and running and I love seeing the messages come through, the sort of good news stories from drivers meeting and their students again, customers happy and um, yeah, people just enjoying being um, back there. Now, I think like everybody else in the industry, we'd love a few more drivers, but it's um, certainly got easier over the last couple of years and like grateful to the NSTA um, for some of the advocacy efforts that um, We've uh, been able to achieve the things like the under the hood exemption, which has certainly helped us get more drivers um, through the CDL test. So, um, uh, but it doesn't uh, doesn't stop as them um, school starts up. It just keeps them um, rolling into the fall field trips, and before you know it, we'll be in the holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. And you raise such a great point: is, is you know when the lights come on, so to speak. The preparation better have already been done. Um, otherwise, you know, we that's what we see in terms of some of the difficulties out there is you can almost pinpoint it when you read the media stories, like there was not enough preparation. And then the other thing I'm going to ask you, Judah, too, is I think the industry has evolved to a point where, um, you know, you have to be in a recruitment mode. 12 months a year anymore, you know, for drivers. And it's not just kind of, oh, let's take a, you know, once we're ending school in June and, and look at June and July to make sure we're going to get enough drivers. Like you always have to be in that mode 12 months a year. Oh, c- completely. There is, um, there's no respite. And even places where we are actually staff, we're still recruiting because we can let them move to, to other places. I think as well as focusing on recruiting, it's also focusing on retention. Make sure that the drivers that you have are happy, fulfilled, and for those that are wanting a career, that we help them be the next dispatcher, the next operations manager, whatever whatever that may be. And I think uh, during the summer, we held a, a lot of events where we had our drivers come in. We did uh, cookouts or just fun events in the park and um, invited the families just to make sure we're, we're keeping in uh, contact with them. And we've got that balance between recruitment and retention. Yeah, great point. Great point. Well, Jude, it's been a lot of great information that you've uh, been able to import on this podcast. If folks want to learn more about Beacon Mobility, where can they go to find that information? Sure. So I suggest the best place to go is our website, which is gobeacon.com. So B-O-Beacon.com. Follow us on LinkedIn. There's always um, some amusing there, like the one last week where um, there was a picture of one of the bunny rabbits that lived at uh, one of our locations and, uh, and me that we've got there. Or if you want to meet up in person, I'd suggest to come to an NSTA meeting and um, you can meet me, some of the rest of our team and a lot of the other uh, contractors there. They're always uh, always great fun. And um, quite appreciative to you and the rest of the team for uh, for all the work that you do to put them on. 
Oh, no. Appreciate that, Judith. Once again, our guest at NSTA, the bus stop, Judith Crawford, CEO of Beacon Mobility. And she's also a member of our board of directors and very integral in um, what we did on the membership dues task force. So, Judith, thanks for taking a few minutes uh, of your busy schedule out uh, to talk with us at the bus stop. No, thank you for having me, Kurt. Much appreciated.